There's a quote that, from Tony Robbins. I'm sorry, I have to because, <laughs> quote, you need to be an extrovert or your family will die like pigs in hell. Uh, that, <laughs> that's, uh, that's the message from Tony Robbins, I believe the man, the myth, the legend himself. I am your host, Jason Lafferty. I'm your host, Dylan Dentremont. We are two dudes who review books. Hey, good morning. How, how good morning. I'm pretty good. How about you? I, I, great. I, you know, uh, you know, as life always throws curveballs at you, but all in all, I, I, I can't complain too much. That's yeah. a good place to be. Yeah. You know, we're putting food on the table. We're taking care of our girls. Yeah. I mean, it's... getting to adventure a little bit more as, as the things, things settle. My hand yeah. moving, things settle. Yeah, this is I settling, love, uh, apparently. Yeah. This, is, this is what settling means. It's universal yeah, language. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. I ran into a neighbor uh, yesterday who we hadn't seen for ages. And we were like, hey, last time we saw you, you were in a cast. She had a cast on her leg. She'd broken her leg. And she was like, oh, yeah, I've been out of my cast for months. Uh, <laughs> it's been that long since we've seen her. And this is our next door neighbor. So, yeah, people are finally getting out of their shells. It's springtime. People are getting out and about. We're working in yards. Good people stuff. doing things. Doing yeah. things. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, are, you, are you ready to talk about quiet? You ready to talk about quiet and get weird? Well, at that place, uh, I think so. I think so. You think you're at that place? I think so. I think so. I think we can do it. We've only been reading this month, this book for how many months? Yeah, it's, yes, it's been a bit. We've been preparing. I mean, and it's not like I haven't done any other reading, but we've been preparing for this podcast for a minute. Yeah, it is. It's been. It's been a bit since we've we've started this book. So, Susan Kane. Susan Kane. Susan Kane, right? So mm-hmm. this book is about uh, the, the value or the undervalue of introverts, and and what we lose by doing so in our society. That's kind of the the summary I have. Did you have? Would you add anything else to kind of that, Susan's? just of the book yeah no that's good all right all right so that's 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 what i got um and i i'm the one who recommended this book yeah i'm 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 the recommender (laughs) of this uh and i i recommended it because uh i'm i lean pretty hard towards extroversion and I kind of wanted, I was curious about, you know, what was needing to be said or what was being said about introversion. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, uh, some of my good friends are introverts, so I feel like it would help me understand them better. What are you um, saying? What, 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 are you, what are you implying? I feel like you're implying something. I'm inferring something. <laughs> I, I don't know. Did you take the test? Where do, you, where do you fall on the scale of things? I did take the test and I fell 
pretty firmly to my shock and dismay on the introverted really yes really equation really so i i took the test i actually kind of fell in the middle i Mm. and she doesn't talk about it a lot in the book but i'm worse yeah Yeah. i'm an ambivert and i feel like it's all comes down to the situation for me like if uh like if i was coming over to your house like extroversion all up in there right um but you know if i'm at a party with some new people people i don't know i tend to shift towards that introvert side and i just kind of listen and assess the situation and you know it's i think it's that that comfortability versus that non-comfortability where i slide and you know then there's the whole recharging thing we can get into yeah well i i think you're getting at something really important and she unpacks it a little bit more later in the book not to get ahead of ourselves but it's not unusual uh, for both introverts and extroverts to show different combinations of those behaviors depending on the situation so yeah absolutely yeah yeah it's uh so would you i mean this is maybe skipping ahead but would you read the book again Yes, uh, absolutely. In actually, I have really uh, uh, black and white, really certain um, (laughs) reasons for that. Um, The reason being is that I think anybody who works or, um, uh, gosh, what am I trying to say? Uh, I work with kids every day. Uh, I'm a classroom teacher. I got 25 uh, children in my care. And I think that understanding that the needs of introverts and extroverts are different can go a really long way towards helping um, either reports or kids or anybody that you're responsible for leading or taking charge of, um, I think is really powerful. So I think this book warrants additional reading and research, if only to review what it is that introverts and extroverts need that's different. And uh, a thorough unpacking of, okay, these are my practices in my work or classroom environment that favor extroverts, that extroverts will be able to participate in more readily versus these are activities or behaviors that favor introverts. So I think that's why it warrants additional reading. That's, That's really interesting. Uh, so I'm on the other end. Uh, I thought the book, there, there was really good information on it. Mm. I thought it, it encapsulated everything really well for me. Mm. Um, and because of that, I think I have enough and I wouldn't read it again. You think you're good. I think I'm good, but I do like your take on the activities because as I read the book, um, I, I used to do this activity um, when I was managing a, a group of people and to get them all called to the, the meeting on time, I said, if you were late for the meeting, you had to stand up in front of everybody <laughs> and you had to sing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, it really did help with people not being late because no one really wants to stand up and sing. Really and I didn't really care what the song was, but... Uh-huh. You know, and I had this, uh, this lady who worked for me, um, it's a very, very quiet, uh, Indian lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was late 
and she knew the rules. We all agreed upon the rules. <laughs> she knew the rules, and she goes, "She's Jason. Can I, can I not sing today? Can I, can I prepare myself?" Okay. And I'm like, "Yeah, you can prepare yourself." And she got up and she sung, and it was beautiful, uh-huh. like the voice of an angel. Nice. She was amazing. I'm like, I'm like really you could have just sung happy birthday uh, <laughs> she was singing in uh, i i don't india has a lot of different dialects uh, yeah. uh maybe it was hindi but hindi, it was hindi. yeah yeah I, that's the one i know well <laughs> but yeah it was it was amazing and you know when you talk about the different activities that is not an activity that is not an activity for the introverts out there no, it is uh it does help them be on time. And then I had a, an extrovert and he goes, can I just freestyle rap something? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> of course. And he, he, he killed a freestyle rap. Uh-huh. And it was, you know, it was his wheelhouse. Yeah. So that, that activity thing. So have you gone and like evaluated your classroom then of like, like, oh, wh- where, am I, where are my introvert activities at? Where are my extrovert activities at? Yeah, I actually, um, I asked the students, so it's, it's, for me, it's just about time to reshuffle the seating arrangement. Oh, okay. Right. And we're coming off of COVID protocols and people are, it's, it's, we're doing (laughs) away with some of the social distancing mandate stuff. Um, So we can have kids (laughs) in groups is the short story. And so I asked them directly i said okay i gave you a little sticky note write your name and write if you want to be in a group of three in a group of two interesting if you would like to sit by yourself and you know it it was a mix which was interesting to me and not surprising now that i'm thinking a little bit more carefully not everybody wants to be in a group not everybody is successful in a group. And I look at my colleagues' classrooms, and this is nothing against them. This is how we're trained. But I've got one colleague's classroom. She has 20-ish students. She has, I think, three or four groups. So all of those introverts are now mashed into this <laughs> setting, kind of whether they like it or not. Um, and so I wanted to not have a one size fits all approach because it, it, if, and there's some reading and there's some chapters that are dedicated to this, our default for one size fits all approaches, unfortunately favor extroverts just because of how our culture views uh, social norms. So without getting too far ahead of ourselves, we, that's why I wanted to steer away from that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know if it really takes us too far ahead. Uh but I, that you're right. The, the social norms are, are favored to the extroverts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so with my little one, we were just recently at a birthday party and I haven't met uh, her friends mm-hmm. and her friend's birthday party was there. There's, there's three of them, including my daughter. Um, and 
her friend's birthday party was it was at a, a, a bouncy well it was bouncy palace things and mm-hmm. you know it's high energy kids right. yeah you know Live music yeah yeah shouting. yeah yeah you know children's edm type music that's right. just you know <laughs> that kids that kids pop edm that's out mm-hmm. there um yeah so the other and the the three um is is this quiet kid is very much so on the introvert side of things and maybe it's maybe it was situational i've only met this kid once <laughs> but very much the introvert side of things and i'm like oh out of the three you're the introvert in the situation mm-hmm. oh you're gonna get in trouble like yeah. oh you're, it's good. yeah there's gonna be a lot of uncomfortable moments right there's a lot of yeah um but yeah it's it's the society favors that introvert and so for favors that that thing but isn't there also you have to have that balance because that the introvert is going to have to be extroverted sometimes right yes and right the reason for that is because and we alluded to this the reason for that is our cultural idea of the extrovert ideal I, I deal with it. Yeah, that was like, that was brought up uh, beginning of the book is extrovert ideal. Right. And so the idea that we all need to be extroverted sometimes is, I, I agree with that notion. It's 100% true. I also think that we should be introverted more frequently. I'll also say that we need to recognize that the extrovert ideal is a, not to get too fancy of words, but it's a social construct. It's a thing that we made up that we decided was important. Um, This is not true in every culture. There are other cultures that in fact, the introvert is the ideal. Um, And we can get into more about why that might be and how that plays out. Oh uh, yeah, let's get into that because uh, that I actually found that was, so the extrovert ideal was beginning of the book. And then towards Mm -hmm. the end, they talk about um, Asian cultures and they talk about uh, they, they being Susan, I don't know why I just (laughs) gave her that, that pronoun, but yes, uh, Susan talks about, um, you know, Asian students coming over to America and basically, you know, being trained before they got here about, hey, this is how America operates. You gotta, mm-hmm. and I, I found that really fascinating. Um, and I do know, I do know, and it sounds like Susan may fall into this category as well. Of I know some leaders that they've they've trained themselves to be extroverted at times. Right and and to yeah. to to flux into that extroversion, mm-hmm. um, they're like I'm not. I, I'm thinking of someone in particular, and they're like I'm not. They're and I've I've only met them, met them through like Zoom calls and whatnot. But every time I talk to them, they're they're very connection and extroverted. And then when we start getting into it, they're like, Oh yeah, no, I'm completely introvert. This is all, this is all me. You know, yeah. hype, hyping up things. I guess how do you how do you talk to your kids in the class about this? How do you talk to kids that you know? I don't think I really understood. Like I knew what it was, but I don't think I really understood introversion, extroversion. 
probably later than I want to admit. This is um, a good time to unpack those terms and, and what does yeah. that really mean. Introversion, and, and I think the common parlance, the way people usually think of these words, is an introvert, uh, quote, gets their energy from being alone, and an extrovert gets their energy from being with other people. And that's, kind of, that's sort of an okay way to think about it. Introverts are more inward, think more like um, a writer. A writer is participating in introverted activities when they go off to be by themselves to work and think deeply about one task at a time. Introverts are also, even though perhaps externally calm, they're also um, pretty <laughs> reactive. So one of the ways that they minimize the amount of stimulation that they're receiving and having to react to all the time is to just minimize stimulation, minimize the number of variables in their life, um, minimize the amount of moving around they do, minimize the number of people that they have to interface with because they're so much more reactive than the extrovert. So introverts, again, more retiring, more prone to independent activities, uh, quiet activities that minimize the amount of um, stimulation they're receiving. Extroverts, on the other hand, uh, <laughs> on the are, other hand, <laughs> are are the opposite in that they are more stimulation seeking, and part of the reason for that is that they are not particularly reactive. Um, this feeds back into the, the extrovert ideal, but because they're so low reactive, it kind of takes more happening to get their attention and to make them feel, right? Imagine if you've got, you know, nerve damage somewhere, not to say that extroverts are damaged, they're not, <laughs> they're just different. Um, but if you have damage somewhere and your nerves aren't functioning correctly, it's gonna take more stimulation to get your attention, right? And extroverts are the same in that it takes more stimulation just to, to get them to the point where they feel comfortable with their level of stimulation. And that amount of stimulation, whether it's from other people, whether it's from loud music, whether it's from activity, moving around, competing, um, all of those levels of stimulation that are appropriate for extroverts are oftentimes physically and emotionally uncomfortable for introverts. Um, and this is problematic because um, our world needs both. Our, our country needs both. We need both in our lives. You know, your introverts are people who value citizenship, duty, work, uh, reputation, morals, manners, integrity, right? Kind of like old school, like I'm going to be cool, calm, and collected. Whereas like people that are magnetic, that are fascinating, that are attractive, dominant, forceful, energetic, those are all terms, those are all uh, adjectives that are valuable in our society. Those are attached to more extroverted type of things. Think like the ideal salesman, right? That's, that's what comes to mind. If, and I don't know if ideal comes to mind or the, the car salesman, the car... Mm -hmm. The car salesman, the connection, the magnetic, or talking a lot, talking quickly, yeah. making yeah. lots of eye contact, able to engage multiple people yeah. at once, always being the person in the know, 
uh, always having a positive expression on their face. Whereas your introverts, right, are more considerate. They, they more grumpy like, face? Did you say more grumpy face? That's what I just heard. It's more grumpy more... face. Yeah, you could just because they're trying to minimize their reaction. It, and it, this is true when you look about cultures too. Um, in Asian cultures, it's impolite to be reactive. It's impolite to verbally disagree. It's impolite to be energetic. It shows self-centeredness in those cultures. And the introvert, even though they are very self-centered, uh, in, in terms of managing their own levels of stimulation, it's more about their receiving so much more information from the people around them due to those differing levels of stimulation that are appropriate. Yeah. I, you know, I, uh, the, the, I, I did say that I, I probably wouldn't read this book again. And um, I, I really do feel like Susan outlined a very like outline introvert and extroversion very well that really helped me think about this. And it's, it's funny as we talk about it, I'm like, man, maybe you, you had a different lens and maybe you had the, the introvert lens reading it versus mm. where I had the extrovert lens reading it. Um, but yeah, the, just that, just that, that combo of if you need both and you need them to work together and you need them to, sometimes you just need the extroverts to shut up yeah and and not and not talk and just let it be um and sometimes you need those introverts to come out of their shell a little bit and you need to be able to as leaders we need to be able to recognize that we need to be able to go hey you know you're being quiet i notice you haven't said anything right now what are your thoughts? And maybe I shouldn't even say I know you haven't said anything. You know, what, what are your what are your thoughts on the situation? Because if I say I know you haven't said anything, I'm acknowledging that you're you're an introvert, and that could, depending on how comfortable you are with being an introvert, could be bad. There's a concept in education and communication in general is called wait time, and Part of that is that, you know, if I ask a question to my class, there's always going to be, I know exactly the student, I have her pictured in my mind, her, <laughs> hand, her hand is going to go up about a half second after the question comes out of my mouth. And that's fine. We, we this, need those kids. She this, wants, is the, this is a Hermione Granger of the class. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> she wants to share yeah. what she knows and she's yeah. fine with being in front of people. But the longer... I wait, it gives time for those introverts or just those people who are not as familiar with the subject matter to think and process and determine their comfort level, right? Now, instead of presenting like high energy, rapid fire questions, yes, you, that's a great idea, and so on and so forth, we're tamping down the level of stimulation, yeah. even providing like 10 seconds of think time, I find um, for my students who are knowledgeable introverts, that's enough time for them to realize, okay, I'm going to be heard here. 
Um, and the, the author gives an actual classroom example. This is later on in the book when she kind of closes out with how to raise an introvert. That's, that's like, I feel like that. <laughs> yeah, that's like, the, that was like the last one. So it, it is, it is really interesting. When I was, when I was doing my, my research, when I was, uh, when I was looking into things. So she has, an, well, she has I, one, uh, the other kind of coincidental thing is i was listening to the tim ferris podcast and and the, one of the latest episodes i mean this will be it'll be weird when it comes out because it won't be the latest episode <laughs> anymore but one of the latest episodes uh uh he talks to susan kane and she's coming out with a new book called bittersweet mm-hmm. um and it, it comes down to creativity and i can't speak to that book it, it, as well but um, so she's got a new book coming up this week. She also has another book, and I don't know where it falls in the timeline, uh, but her other book is, uh, so other book, it's uh, Quiet Power, The Secret Strengths of Introverts, A Guide for Kids and Teens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, if I'm, if I'm, I didn't get enough time to dig into this on my end, but if I'm reading this correctly, um, it may have it may have come before everything. So it looks like it's a collab with some other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it may have come before Quiet, or it came after as like, hey, there's some other stuff going on here because sure. there that I there was that last it was towards the end where they start talking about raising introverts and stuff like that. And uh, I'm I'm interested in reading. Not that my daughter is an introvert. I, I well, feel like I, I I feel like I said it like it would be a bad thing if she was right. It really yeah, would, it really wouldn't. But that's uh, but, what kids are hearing. They're hearing yeah. that being an introvert is bad. It, that they they're broken because they're they don't want to go to every party, right? It's but it's like so I so um I I'm. I'm uh, certified in the the tilt 365 process and mm-hmm. in the tilt you have all these things that you can it's a character strengths assessment and it tells you hey this is what you are right and when you go through this it's not like there's a bad one mm-hmm. right i may be on this side of the scale you may be on this side of the scale right it's not like either one of them's bad there's nothing wrong with introvert or extrovert i think it's the it's the knowing the knowing I'm an introvert and going, oh, okay, this is how I need to do. It. And once you know that, you can be like, okay, so I now know that I need this to recharge. I need this time to think. I, and then you just build your life around that. There's nothing, and there's nothing wrong with it. You, sh- it's, it's what you do. Uh, with my daughter, I think I'm gonna have to tell her to to let other people talk. <laughs> to, yeah. To do that. Absolutely. But yeah, so I am I am looking at at reading this book um, because it, it sounds it sounds fascinating. As I have kids that are going to be around me more with having a little one, and you know, uh, it might also help me with some adults. You know, who I knows? It, 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 yeah. Yeah. So we we discussed briefly. We've talked about introverts. We've talked about extroverts. Do you have any like? people or examples that would be 
an introvert ideal or an introvert hero versus an extrovert ideal or an extrovert hero. So, so she talks in the book, um, she talks about going to a, a Tony Robbins thing mm-hmm. and how extroverted that is and how, you know, pumpy, pumpy, pumpy it is. Um, There's a quote it, that, from Tony Robbins. I'm sorry, I have to because, <laughs> quote, you need to be an extrovert or your family will die like pigs in hell. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's the message from Tony Robbins, I believe, the man, the myth, the legend himself. But you were saying. Wow, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no. It, so I, I would say, yeah, he w- he's an extreme extrovert. I, 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 I think there's some, I have some curiosities, especially as, I, I learned more about myself and that I'm more in that ambivert. And I think ambivert, that, that whole thing kind of came up as having a kid. Mm-hmm. Like I've always been an early riser, but part of my early rising is to, to do some recharge with a quiet house. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Or like you come home from work and you want to decompress and then you have a toddler that's like, Hey daddy, I want your time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'm curious about, uh, uh, I don't, I don't even know what his entrepreneur, uh, Rob Diedrich, um, he was a fantasy factory skateboarder, ridiculousness guy. Um, he comes across very, uh, very extroverted, but I also know he has some pretty strong meditation practices, some pretty strong things that, that help him recharge. Um, there's there's some other uh other actors and actresses i'd I'd be curious about but i don't think i have anybody that's like oh my god like when i think of introvert i this is the person i think of and when i think of extrovert this is the person i think of because i think there's so much dynamics that especially with like celebrities and stuff like that that i don't see Sure. Yeah. Right. The, the difference between what is seen and what yeah. social self is shared versus how a person yeah. actually is. Right. Yeah. I know yeah. Henry Henry Cavill, uh, Superman. I'm pretty sure I butchered his last name there, but Superman. Don't you mean he's Witcher? Or sorry, Witcher. Witcher. Maybe. <laughs> I, he's both. Yeah. I think. He, yeah. he is. He is both. Um. Uh. He's come out he's come out as he's 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 talking about being an introvert or he he missed superman calling because and i don't know if this is an introvert necessarily introvert thing he was gaming mm-hmm. but he's talked about being an introvert and not really liking interviews and you know uh just being a quiet guy yeah um, so I guess well, I guess we can use Superman as the the introvert ideal. I mean, mm-hmm. not, yeah. not minding all the stimulation, <laughs> all the running around, all the talking to people, uh, it, and the irony of having Superman being played by an introvert. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of if there's anyone else that I'm like. Yeah, I would I would be curious about. Um, um, I don't know. There's probably some comedians I'd be curious about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be curious about um, 
maybe like a Jerry Seinfeld, um, uh, you know, maybe maybe like an Amy Schumer. Does Amy Schumer is she more of an extrovert or an introvert side of things? And that's one of those again back to that. It's kind of hard to tell without knowing somebody. And I think I think that's important because as you look at a team, right, and you do your interview, you know, interview is a first date, mm-hmm. and you can come across for an hour or whatever your interview, you can come across as an extrovert, right? You can, you can push that and then go recharge if need be. Um, but it's not really until you get them on the team and you start talking about their interactions with people and you start, you know, getting people to talk about problems that they come out. And I think it's hard to say that, I can have this, oh, here's the extrovert ideal when it comes to one person. I think I can talk to about, you know, here's here's what I think of when I think of introverts, and here's what I think of when I think of extroverts. Um, yeah. But it's hard to, it's hard, it's hard besides Tony Robbins. Sure. <laughs> besides yeah. Tony Robbins, I think it's hard. And then sometimes you even have to question, like, how much of that is real? Right, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Where so yeah. where do you where do you do you have like, I mean you're you're on the introverted side of things. Do you have your yeah. like, that is my introvert champion right there. We well, have we now, have a tribute. When I learned that I was when I took the quiz, there's a quiz in the book that asks whatever ten questions uh, to try to figure out if you're an introvert or not. And when it told me I was an introvert, I literally threw the book. I have been. <laughs> laboring my whole life to accept myself as an extrovert I've been told my whole life as this um you know this this kind of prototypical male person I've been told that I uh, am the the alpha male etc 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 and to find out that they were lies the whole time I've been an introvert and that explains why these situations have been foisted on me repeatedly even though I'm so uncomfortable with them and the word that came to me for those of you that are familiar with um, racial terminology the the term passing um, was what occurred to me like to pretend to be of of something else I've been um, passing as an extrovert (laughs) Um, for a big chunk of my life, I think simply because people expected it of me. And because of that, I came to think of myself as one. And so the news that I was not, in fact, an extrovert uh, <laughs> did come as a, a bit of a shock. But it also it helped a lot of things to make sense to me. Right. My I, I so here's a good example. And they talk about this later in the book when they talk about um couples where one is introverted and one is extroverted. Um, For a long time, I always had this vision that I wanted to have a nice big house so that I could have dinner parties and invite people over (laughs) and and cook and do all this stuff. I've, I've owned a home for 20, almost 20 years. I've hosted, I can count on one hand, the number of times I've had more than one person over for dinner. Right. So even though I've had it in my head as like, this is what you do. You get a house and you invite people over and you have parties and it's great and everyone's happy. That is not 
what actually makes me happy. That is exhausting, um, you know, having big dinner parties. And even when we're in, when my wife and I uh, come to find out, we're both pretty introverted. Um, when we're invited other places, it's more like, okay, we've got to put effort into this. <laughs> like we have to try, like, I think we even use that word. We have to try <laughs> to get out there and make these connections. Wait, so did, did your wife take the test? My wife or is this is this test. this like is this like a prior take the test? This, 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 or is this a sorry, I keep interrupting you. And I'm, okay. I'm gonna keep yeah. doing that I'm too. An I'm, like, yeah, I'm the extrovert, <laughs> so I'm gonna keep doing it. Is is so did she did she take the test from the book? Was it a prior test or is it just this your your assessment of her? This is my assessment of her and the way she solves problems, the way she communicates. We are both uh, what you might call conflict avoidant individuals, which doesn't mean that we don't solve problems. By the way, do not mistake my kindness for weakness. Um, it, just, it just means that we would prefer to hear people out and find solutions that work for all parties as opposed to ramming a solution through quickly. Um, and if you look at, you know, the extrovert ideal that we have in this country, a lot of, um, a lot of what you see favors the flashy, the fast, the quick talker, <laughs> the salesperson, when that's not, that's not necessarily what's best, like what is actually best for everyone. Um, so because we're both fairly conflict avoidant, it, we don't, we don't get in arguments. We don't get in fights. We have disagreements, which we amiably talk about until we come to a middling and then we move right along. Um, I, yeah, that's just not, that's just the way we roll. So um, my interpretation of my wife's being an introvert is from, and I've known my wife, uh, for those of you in the audience that don't know, uh, since I was 15 years old. Um, so uh, for over 20 years, I've known this lady. So I would be surprised. Uh, then again, I knew myself for 40 years and I was surprised to find out that I was an introvert. So the world holds many secrets for me. But yeah, and there is a point in the book where they talk about, and I'm trying to remember where, where it falls in the book. I want to say there's like a midpoint in the book where they talk about dinner parties and they talk about couples mm -hmm. and um and i find that i found that really interesting um someone who who spends a lot of time on the extrovert side of things but who also considers themselves an ambivert in the in the whole grand scheme of things um like i really liked the idea of dinner parties anymore i find them exhausting and I, I liked that the kind of the compromise of, hey, we're going to have dinner parties in the book. There's a compromise. We're going to have dinner parties like, you know, once, once every other month. I think that was like the compromise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm going to do some things and then I'm going to, you know, quietly reserve and, you know, go somewhere or whatnot. Uh, but yeah, as I've gotten older, I feel like dinner parties, dinner parties are more exhausting than yeah. anything else. Yeah. I wonder, it also makes me wonder, and this is not addressed in the book, but I wonder if as we get older, we 
pervert, prefer more introverted activities. I, it could also be that as we get older, we're just not afraid uh, to do introverted stuff. We're like, I'm old, I forget it. I don't have time for that extroverted stuff. I just don't have the energy for it. Well, it also... Go ahead. <laughs> The, the extra for interrupting again uh, <laughs> it, it could also be uh, as you get older you have more responsibilities mm-hmm. and so there there is definitely a recharge that needs to happen um and i think sometimes that recharge even as an extrovert is being an extrovert with family versus a dinner party sure and i think as you grow older you just know you know a little better what you need and i think that just be as you get older you're like "Mm, no i need the weekend off i just (laughs) i just need to settle down and veg out and watch some netflix and chill and and that can be okay or work in the garden or read you know whatever it is that people need um but be that as it may um there is there are certain parts of the introversion extroversion um that are genetically driven and there are parts of it that are situationally driven so you you talked earlier about like well in some situations i'm an introvert in some situations Mm -hmm. i'm an extrovert this aligns really well in fact with the research in this book and other places um but there are some of us uh they did experiments with little kids like like toddlers and they would expose them to a new stimulus so a new and surprising stimulus so let's say um a toy breaking or meeting a new person, right? Stuff that would be surprising or, or really interesting to a young child. What they found was that the children who reacted strongly to the new stimulus, so think uh, crying, hiding, running away, that kind of stuff, those children grew up to be what we would later call introverts. And, and again, this comes back to what, a, what an extrovert would consider a normal amount of stimulation was overstimulating for those children. They would tend to avoid the excess stimulation. And so as a result, would tend to have more introverted sorts of behaviors. Whereas the extroverted children, the less reactive, think of um, the, the phrase, oh, that person is so cool, right? not overreacting crazy stuff happens they're just like whatever um these are those are the things that piss my wife off like if i'm cooking and you know i'm 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 roasting something i'm doing something that causes enough smoke in the house right um and the fire alarm goes off the smoke uh, detector goes off in the house and i'm not immediately going after it uh-huh like i'm like it's going off whatever like i know there's no <laughs> fire i know i know why it's going off right yeah um and then it's <laughs> and then she's like you're not doing anything about it and i'm like what do we need to do there's nothing needs to be done there's, there's no there's no fire there's no actual I, fire it's fine. Yeah, i yeah. i did it because i did it because i'm roasting some peppers and there's enough mm-hmm. smoke coming off the dried peppers that did it didn't set it off mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 
Well, yeah, and you're you're absolutely right in terms of being heavily reactive like that, right? When when everything that happens in your world is overstimulating, and and then you start to have control of your world, you reduce the amount of stimulation you receive, and those become introvert type behaviors. Whereas people who are actively who are genetically predisposed to like a toy breaks, they're like, whatever. Now I have two half toys, right? Like they're, <laughs> they're just nonplussed by it. it. It doesn't, it's not particularly exciting to them. It is just, it is what it is. They yeah, are, it broke. they need to consume more excitement in order to feel normal. And those genetic differences are not, they're not everything, but they definitely do play into whether we're pursuing uh, extrovert type behaviors or introvert type behaviors over time. Um, and one quote that I found really uh, interesting um, was, and this is directly from the book, teens who are too gregarious to spend time alone often fail to cultivate their talents because it requires a solitude they dread. And if you think about this, and uh, unfortunately, a lot of the, the, the imagery is sort of um, uh, stereotypical, but you know, the image of uh, sort of this jockish person that's always out spending time with friends, running around, doing sporting things, and they don't have time to study. Whereas the person who's the opposite, who does not run around and do social events and sporting things has lots of time to study. And this leads to different academic outcomes for these two individuals, right? So some of that is genetically predetermined, but all of that is to say that the introvert can act extroverted when the situation requires just like an extrovert. And actually the book talks about, <laughs> it's funny how this works in the book. The book talks about explicitly when and how introverts should act like extroverts, but it does not do the opposite or, or at least not to the same extent, certainly. I would argue that more extroverts should act like introverts because thinking through your actions and thinking about how what you're saying and doing affect others, I think is good. Um, but anyway, in the book, it talks <laughs> about like you were alluding to earlier, like when is the self that we present? When is it really us? And when is it really just us passing as one or the other? Yeah. And so the book does talk about that. And the big thing that they hit on in there is that if you're doing, if you're an introvert and you're doing work that you're passionate about, that is the best time to act like an extrovert and, and to be able to get people's attention and communicate your big messages, what you know. So, and maybe you've already kind of done this, um, what what are your big takeaways from the book? I mean, we've talked about a lot. Mm -hmm. um, you've, mm -hmm. We've hit on a lot of things. If you were to walk away with this book with one or two things, what are those for you? Give introvert. Well, I guess the first one is that against uh, uh, 40 years of training and practice and messaging from society, 
it turns out I'm an introvert. <laughs> and I'm trying to decide how I feel about that. It certainly explains a lot. And in the book, they talk about that 50% of people are introverts. So that, guess what? That means every other person you meet is an introvert that does not, is not comfortable with the extrovert ideal that we foist upon them. But the second thing is to make space for the introverts around me, particularly students um, who don't want or are not comfortable doing group projects. Maybe that doesn't need to be the default. I get that sometimes you gotta work in a group I, and I want them to grow those skills, but maybe that doesn't need to be what they're doing all the time. Um, the third thing is that I also need to be able to see the extroverts and recognize that they are craving stimulation and they will shy away from tasks that ask for extended quiet and focus. And that maybe instead of kind of bowing to society and forcing introverts to act extroverted, maybe I could spend just a little bit more time asking extroverts to do some introverted type tasks. It, it, and that, that actually brings me to like my, my big takeaway on it. And that is, is, is knowing when to tilt, knowing when to tilt into extroversion, uh, introversion. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I'm, if I'm ever in a meeting with you and the, the room's quiet, I'm usually a really good mark to get the conversation going by going, Hey, Jason, what are your thoughts on this? because i can talk mm -hmm. <laughs> i can talk a lot um yeah, I hadn't noticed. yeah. <laughs> but but knowing and but knowing when to want to to be to be quiet and listen and do some self-reflection and, and have that inner dialogue with myself um and then also knowing when to to be the the outgoing guy um the the salesman the the hype man, um, the, the energy, um, you, I, I don't know. I just now think of this when I said hype man, you know, I, I doubt that there's many, uh, introverted mascots and I may be wrong about that. It was not in the book. I'll tell you that much. Did not, they, <laughs> there have not been extensive studies about, um, um mascots, introversion, extroversion scale. Yeah. But, but there's that, you need that hype man at times yeah. when you're going around and you're like, yeah, we're, we're, we're in a, we're in a bad spot right now. You need that hype man. And then in the very beginning of the book, um, she talks about negotiation and she talks about being quiet in the negotiation room and it honestly bothering the extroverts that are trying to. And so kind of knowing when to, when to play that card, when to be like, Hey, and maybe the card is when everybody's being extroverted, sometimes you've got to be the introverted one and ask questions. And sometimes when everybody's being introverted, you are, you gotta hype them up and gotta, gotta get that, those juices flowing and that collaboration going. So I think that, that, that tilting is a big thing for me. The other thing was I, I was aware of where I kind of was on things and I don't, I think the book really helped under help me understand 
introversion, extroversion a lot better and how it plays the role in society, hence why the book was written. Um, but passing that on to the daughter, passing that on saying, hey, this is, there's two types of people out here and two types isn't even quite accurate with the ambivert. And there's actually another vert that's in there that we didn't even talk about that was briefly ever mentioned. Yeah. Um, but really helping her understand early that, you know, there's times, there's times to be extroverted. There's times to be introverted. Your friends are going to be different as well. They're, you know, you're, they're going to want to be introverted or extroverted. You, you have to be, you have to have that self-awareness of the whole thing. And you also have to understand what you need to recharge mm -hmm. and not just, and this goes for both introvert, extrovert, not just bend your will to be like, well, everybody's being extroverted right now. Mm -hmm. So I have to be extroverted. It's like, no, everybody's being extroverted. I'm going to go for a walk. This also uh, helps me understand during my military service, you know, we would go out, we'd be out to sea working hard uh, for long periods of time. And then we would come back uh, to our home port in San Diego. And lots of my colleagues, the first thing they would do is go out to the bar and, and, and drink and socialize. And it's by no means any sort of a judgment on that. That it was a normal reaction. It's My, what I would want to do being stuck on a ship. I would want, right. let's go out, let, let's, let's drink and socialize. I've been stuck in my bunk. I, I don't need to, let's go out. And I would go to the coffee shop and read. Yeah. And even then I did not connect that that was an introverted type activity. I can't remember in the book if they talked about reading and introvert or extrovert they they so, talk about that that's one of those kind of quiet um low stimulation activities that the introverts would prefer if if you'd like to go for a walk um if you over if if when faced with choices between high stimulating activities and low stimulation activities if your choice is consistently the lower stimulation activities, if I said, hey, there's a party or we can go read, <laughs> and you choose read, <laughs> that's an introverted type. And not to say that anybody can feel like reading at any time. It's not that, you know, extroverts are illiterate or anything like that. Well, and, and that's kind of where I'm, I mean, I'm not going with the illiterate thing, but I'm kind of going with <laughs> uh, the, you know, as a, as a leader, um, part of, the thing they have you, you, you read a lot for mm -hmm. success and leaders are leaders who who continually are leading are reading and um constantly like I, I think learning maybe the better word to look at it and is it is it reading learning or is there a a different extroverted learning that goes with it um and i'd be interested to, to know out of your population of readers, what that split is versus introversion or extroversion. Um, and I also think that because of, um, because I found the niche of books that I like to read and they're books I like to read to learn where I can't read fantasy books. Sure. Like my, my extroverted side of my brain just doesn't it doesn't work it doesn't mm -hmm. 
this is my clicking the people at home can't see my the karate chopping motion my, my, my karate hands. chopping motion uh with two hands but yeah uh um I, so this, i think to to talk if if i may it'll be sure quick. Sure, sure be quick be, quick, be not quick we're good be not quick mark zuckerberg uh was meeting with the um with with another high powered you know of course he was very young he was meeting with another high powered ceo and uh the high powered ceo whose name escapes me in the moment but was like yeah man you should read this book and mark's response was i don't have time for that and the counterpoint was you need to make time to read i would argue that reading is one of those activities that is more on the introvert side in terms of activities that extroverts need to make time to do and so so susan has a uh we're on a first name basis apparently susan has a uh she has a ted talk Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and you know it, again it goes to that curiosity is the ted talk like i don't i don't have time to read but i'll go i'll go listen to the ted talk yeah I think right so. is that is that the is that the extrovert way to do things or is like i have time to read i'm gonna go listen to the cliff notes now as an extrovert i agree you should you should make time to read like mm-hmm. my life changed because i made time to read yeah for sure. so uh, but yeah, I think there's a whole nother study that, that's there. Um, now, now on this, the, the make time read. So the, the audio on this book is 10 hours and 39 minutes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, um, that is, lo- that is shockingly long because my version of the book is 266 pages. Yeah, 266 yeah. pages. Yeah. It, that to me feels more like a five hour read. So it's interesting that the audiobook is so long. The audiobook's so, and maybe there's something else that's in the audiobook that's not in the, sometimes that happens. Uh, uh, but I, I just think for our, our, our readers that are out there, um, people who are playing the home game, uh, um, I think it's good to know that, you know, if you are, if you kind of look at, that's the average reader uh-huh. if that's the average reader it's going to take you 10 hours and 39 minutes um and maybe it won't maybe it, you know if it's if you're reading 10 pages a day you're looking at it's going to take you about a month to get through the book you know give or take it, 200 yeah, 200 yeah 10 pages a month no you no. don't do that yeah you no don't do that 10 pages. yeah yeah um yeah so yeah yeah so yeah so you betcha um i i recommend everybody go out there and one one read the book that that's why we're here what one read the book i think it's it's a book i would recommend to people Mm -hmm. but also if you're gonna choose not to read the book go and take a a test I've taken introvert extrovert tests uh, multiple times and one of my early early ones and I won't tell you how many decades ago it was but my early early ones it said I was an introvert and it was really based on the questions they would ask Uh right and it was like do you want to be a politician or do you want to be a scientist and I'm like well politicians are yucky 
Da, I want to. I want to be a scientist. Well, I can. Would it be helpful? I know we're trying to wrap up. This this was it was twenty questions long. The quiz in the book. It was in the introduction, so it's very early on. The questions are like, I prefer one on one conversations to group activities, or I'm not a big risk taker. I enjoy work that allows me to dive in with few interruptions. I dislike conflict, right? So like, it's just yes or no type questions that are in the book. And I think that, uh, first of all, I 100% agree. If you're not sure, or even if you think you know, because if you'd asked me before I read this book, I probably would have told you that I was extroverted. Yeah. Stand in front of a class and talk to 20 or 30 people at a time. I am no stranger to presentation. Um, I don't mind being in front of people, but you know what I really like doing? reading, going for walks, playing in the garden, being by myself. I, I don't go to a lot of parties and stuff like that, right? So um, I'd say take a test, um, read the book. If you don't have time to read the book, at least listen to uh, Susan Cain's TED Talk. It was it was really great. Yes. Um, I actually, in, again, uh, I, I struggled with this book. I took a really long time to read, read the book because um, I wasn't wasn't super into it but where i got back into it is i watched her ted talk and that's what really helped me finish the book um and maybe there's just an extroverted there's like an introverted how it's written versus the extroverted on stage i don't know that's maybe a, a different conversation but great book susan kane quiet the power of introverts in a world that can't stop talking it's directly pointed at me i believe um also the movie quiet not related to the book not complete the same thing. That, that was that was also a shocker <laughs> completely different uh, so i uh, dylan do you have anything else going on in your life that you want to talk about you want to promote do you I'm, I'm just tremendously grateful that I get to have these conversations and share this work. Uh, I'm grateful to have you as a friend and I'm grateful that we can do this work. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I agree. It's been a long time since we've, we've recorded. It's, it's mm -hmm. great to be back in here. Sure. Um, please go out and, and, and like, like our, like the Facebook, like the Instagram, follow us there um, like and subscribe on your your platform of listening choice. I don't know why I used the words in that order I used, but I did. Listening of choice of listening. Oh. Yeah. 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 That, that's what I got. In, enjoy, guys. Thank you for, for listening and have a great day. It's good talking to you, Don. Likewise. Take care, my dude. Our podcast was originally recorded on Zoom. Special thanks to Skillsoul on Pixabay for providing our intro and outro music. If you've enjoyed this podcast, uh, please hit the like and subscribe button on your podcast provider. Follow us on Instagram at Two Dudes Review Books. Let us know what you think we should review. Keep reading, keep learning, keep growing, keep pursuing what's important to you, and keep listening to our podcast. Stay thirsty, my friend. <laughs> 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 <laughs>